The Lord be with you today. It is so good to have all of you joining us today, all of our members, all of our online church, and our visitors as well. Welcome to worship this day. There are some announcements I would like to share with you today. Our theme is Thanksgiving, and it is Christ the King Sunday. So we come now to worship the Lord and give thanks for the gift that is Jesus as we anticipate Thanksgiving this Thursday. I would like to extend a thank you, uh, a lot of gratitude to all of you who participated to help our deacons have all the canned foods and the items that they needed to have our deacon drive up where 33 families who were in need of food came to the church yesterday and we loaded six to seven bags of groceries in our vehicles. We also, through your generosity, have been able to keep our food community covered, filled with food, and we are averaging refilling it two to three times a week. So we know that there are hungry people all around us and we give God thanks for this ministry and your participation in it. And we ask that you would keep up your good work as we anticipate our Christmas uh, drive-up as well. On December the 6th at 7 p.m., you can catch us live. We're going to be doing a special service called the Service of Comfort and Joy. And that is a service for all of us who are experiencing a broken heart at the holidays, whatever that brokenness that you may be feeling, whether it's the loss of a loved one, or perhaps the loss of a child, perhaps just being down in your spirit, this is indeed a special service of worship, just put together and created for all of us. Also, we would like to encourage you to bake some cookies. We have our great cookie caper where we need to come up with 180 dozen, yes, you heard it right, 180 dozen cookies that we will be giving to the youth at Hillsdale. There's a sign-up online, and I encourage you to make sure that you sign up. We also have a tradition of doing what we call a hub, and we've been doing that every Sunday for some time. However, online, we're going to bring this back today. And this is our chance to share with all of you, those who are in need of our prayers this day. For Abby Bennett and Amanda Gerger and Joyce Jewell and also Marilyn Coleman, we pray for continued health and recovery. For the Banks and Stemian families who are mourning and also celebrating the life of Stephen, their son, their brother. He's going to be having a memorial service in Sweden. And we give God thanks for Zoom that family here will be able to attend. We also want to lift up the Barbara Kalski family as we remember her nephew Dan. And we give thanks for his life. And then a joy to share with all of you today a wedding. Sarah Sider, daughter of this congregation, is marrying Ivor Mordash today in California. So we are sending our prayers of thankfulness and blessings upon their marriage. Would ask that you remember all of these folks in your prayers throughout the week. And also want to encourage you not to wait to join us from Sunday to Sunday, but to join us on Facebook, on Instagram, to come to our website, that you may be a part of the life of this church between the Sundays. We are grateful you are here today. Let us worship God.
Good morning. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made. We are worshiping, we are glad in it, and so glad that you are here. I would ask that you follow along with this morning's call to worship. You can either follow along in your electronic bulletin, perhaps a bulletin that you have printed out at home. But it's all good. We have the words on the screen for you. All right, so boys and girls, everybody else, let us worship God. This is a time for giving thanks, a time to be mindful of the good that encircles us. Thank you, God, for all you have given us. Friends and family and courage and care in this community shows us God's loving way. Thank you, God, for all you have given us. We find a home in God's creation, and the earth gives us good food to make us grow. Thank you, God, for all you have given us. The seasons change. Sunshine comes and goes, yet your loving care for us is eternal. Thank you, God, for all you have given us. In the midst of our thanksgiving, let us pause for just a moment to recall how we so often lose sight of the gifts of each day and their giver. Would you please now join me in our prayer of confession as you see the words on your screens at home. Let us pray. Gracious Creator, you have given us so much, but too often we take those gifts for granted or as something to which we are entitled. You call us to live in caring community, but too often we place our wants and needs first, with those of others a distant second. You call us to share your gifts with the world around us, but we are worried that there may not be enough, and our worrying gets in the way of our sharing. 
for all the times when we mistreat and misuse your gifts, for all the times we assume that we get what we have by ourselves. Forgive us and lead us back to the path of wisdom, the path that leads us straight to you. Amen. God is the gracious giver. God is gracious in forgiveness. God calls us to new patterns and new life, for we are a forgiven people. Thanks be to God. Amen. and girls how are you I have something to show you look what came in the mail for me the other day it's a thank you note I got it from a friend of mine I had sent her some flowers a while back and she sent me this nice note it makes me feel so good to get mail like this you know this reminds me of a story that comes from the Bible it's a parable it's a story that Jesus told because he wanted to teach us an important message. Now the story that I'm going to tell you is called the 10 lepers. Now a leper is a person who has a terrible disease called leprosy. And leprosy is a disease that gives people big red sores all over their body. If someone has leprosy, they have to stay away from other people so that they do not spread that germ to them. Now, in the story that Jesus tells, he said, I was walking through a town when 10 lepers called out to me, Jesus, heal us. Jesus said, I saw them and I said to them, walk to the temple, walk and see the priest. That was kind of a strange command, but the 10 lepers walked towards the temple. And as they walked towards the temple, guess what happened? Their leprosy went away. Well, the men were so excited and they were so happy that they were finally free from that disease that they were singing and dancing. Only one man went back to Jesus. Only one man went back to him and said, Thank you. Thank you for healing me. Jesus looked at the man and he said, Weren't there ten of you, but only one of you came back to say thank you? Well, Jesus gave that man a special blessing, and then that man went on his way. Jesus' message to us is this. God, God enjoys, he wants, he desires for us to thank him. He wants us to remember to say thank you to him every day because everything we have, all of our gifts in our lives come from God. God has given us so many wonderful things, a family who loves and cares for us. He's given us food and clothes and a shelter, a house that keeps us warm and safe. God has given us so much in our lives, and we should remember to thank him. Not just one person, but all of us need to remember to thank him. Let's pray together today, boys and girls. Please fold your hands. 
Dear Lord, thank you for giving us everything we need. Thank you for everything. We are sorry that we often forget to say thank you. We thank you now, and we ask you to help us to remember to give thanks to you every day for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know what, boys and girls, in your Bibles, there's a wonderful verse, and it is in the book of Psalms. Now, Psalms is right smack in the middle of your Bible. If you open up to Psalms 107, the Bible says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. I hope you have a great day, and I am thankful for you. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 13b through 18. Hear now the words of our Lord. Live in peace with each other, and we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is the word of our Lord. Our second reading is from the New International Version, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for the sake of his name. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff give me comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, um, it has been an unprecedented year. Crazy. With all the, the... This stuff? Yeah. It's unprecedented how many times we've actually heard the word unprecedented. <laughs> Our dream vacation was canceled. You got to keep the job you don't like. You know they can see you? Well, let me tell you all the no's, friends. Um, no going to restaurants, no movie theaters, no movie theater popcorn, no state parks, no going to athletic events, no church services, and no... Don't say it. Don't. Hey, kids! You've got to be more careful with the toilet paper! This is all we have! All the drive-by birthday parties, graduations, <laughs> baby showers. I will say this, I thought it was a little awkward throwing out that baby shower gift in the front yard. You weren't supposed to do that. It just feels like a wasted year. I said it, I said it. There's, there's just all the time at home. Boom! And all the time that we were made to spend together. Hey, honey!
heart to hearts. Mm. Goodness. Speaking of hearts, our son, Jason, right over there, said yes to Jesus. All right, that kitchen table. July 17th, 2020. You know, I guess it's not really wasted time because God didn't waste a moment of it. <laughs> I think I have the answer to what I'm thankful for. Yeah? What is it? Everything. Let us pray. Holy God, may all that we do and say in this day be well and good in your sight. And it's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. There was once an amazing woman and her family by the name of Corrie Tenboom. Corrie was a Dutch Christian, born and raised in the Netherlands, and became a watchmaker like her father. Once World War II broke out and the Nazis invaded the Netherlands, Corrie, along with her father Casper and her sister Betsy, took it upon themselves to hide and shelter their Jewish neighbors and help them escape during the Holocaust. Eventually, the Ten Boom family was caught and arrested by the Gestapo. Casper died ten, year, ten days later in prison while Corey and Betsy were sent to Ravensbrück, a German concentration camp. And Corey wrote about her experiences in her book titled The Hiding Place. And here is an excerpt from that book. Once we arrived at camp, we were taken to our barracks. We were shown to a, shown to a series of massive square platforms stacked three levels high and placed so close together that people had to walk single file to pass between them. Rancid straw was scattered over the platform which served as beds for hundreds of women. We found we could not sit upright on our own platform without hitting our heads on the deck above us. We lay back, struggling against nausea that swept over us from the reeking straw. Suddenly, I started up, striking my head on the cross slats above. Something had pinched my leg. Fleas, I cried. Betsy, the place is swarming with them. We scrambled across the intervening platforms, heads low to avoid another bump, dropped down to the aisle and edged our way to a patch of light. Here, and another one, I wailed. Betsy, how can we live in such a place? Show us. Show us how, Betsy said, so matter-of-factly, it took me a moment to realize that she was praying. Corey, she said excitedly, he's given us the answer. Before we even asked, as he always does, in the Bible this morning, where was it? Read that part again. I glanced down the long, dim aisle to make sure no guard was in sight, then drew a Bible from its pouch. It was in 1 Thessalonians, I said. In the feeble light, I turned the pages. Here it is. Comfort the frightened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that none of you repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to all. Go on, Betsy said. That wasn't all. Oh, yes, to one another and to all. Rejoice always, pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ. That's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this new barracks. I stared at her, then around at the dark, foul-smelling room. Such as? I said, such as being assigned here together, I bit my lip. Oh yes, Lord Jesus, such as what you're holding in your hands, I looked down at the Bible. Yes, thank you, dear Lord, that there was no inspection when we entered here. 
Thank you for all the women here in this room who will meet you in these pages. Yes, said Betsy. Thank you for the very crowding here. Since we're packed so close that many more will hear. She looked at me expectantly. Corey, she prodded. Oh, all right. Thank you for the jammed, crammed, stuffed, packed, suffocating crowds. Thank you, Betsy went on serenely, serenely, for the fleas and for the fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are a part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between piers of bunks and gave God thanks for fleas. But this time, I was sure Betsy was wrong. As weeks passed, Betsy's health weakened to the point that rather than needing to go out on work duty each day, she was permitted to remain in the barracks and knit socks together with other seriously ill prisoners. She was a lightning-fast knitter and usually had her daily sock quota completed by noon. As a result, she had hours each day that she could spend moving from platform to platform, reading the Bible to fellow prisoners. She was able to do this undetected, as the guards never seemed to venture far into the barracks. One evening, I got back to the barracks late from a wood-gathering foray outside the walls. A light snow lay on the ground, and it was hard to find the sticks and twigs with which a small stove was kept burning in each room. Betsy was waiting for me, as always, so that we could wait through the food line together. Her eyes were twinkling. You're looking extraordinary, extraordinarily pleased with yourself, I said. You know... I've never understood why we had so much freedom in the big room, Betsy said, referring to the part of the barracks where the sleeping platforms were. Well, I found out. This afternoon, she said, there'd been confusion in my knitting group about socks, and we'd, we'd ask the supervisor to come in and settle it. But she wouldn't, Betsy said. She wouldn't step through the door, and neither would the guards. And you know why? Betsy could not keep the triumph from her voice because of the fleas that's what she said that place is crawling with fleas my mind rushed back to our first hour in this place i remembered betsy's bowed head and remembered her thanks to god for creatures that i could see no use for give thanks in all circumstances god says this remarkable story from these remarkable women is humbling and sobering. To think that they had the fortitude and faith to still thank God and give him praise even when they found themselves in the midst of the most despicable, inhumane, atrocious act perpetrated against humanity in modern times. Give thanks in all circumstances, God says. And they did. Here we are, only days away from Thanksgiving, in the midst of, and yes, I am going to say it too, an unprecedented year. We are now starting our ninth month of life in a global pandemic. We are weary, all of us, all of us weary of separation, weary of waiting, weary of fear, and personally, I'm not so sure the coming of the holiday season is going to assuage this deep, guttural discontent that resides in our spirits. In fact, I'm afraid that the coming of the holidays will only heighten our awareness that this current state of life continues to rob us of those things, those traditions, and those people that we once held so dear. In the United States, the holiday of Thanksgiving that for most of us simply revolves around family and friends gathering together at table to share a meal and give thanks for all of God's blessings in our lives. Yet for most of us, and all of us here in Michigan, 
it has been requested that we significantly pare down our gatherings in order to help slow the spread of this virus that has been wreaking havoc in all of our lives. We have been asked to make these temporary sacrifices on behalf of the larger community around us, neighbors, strangers, and family alike. And I don't like it. We don't like it. I will be separated from a majority of my family next week, family with whom we are typically only able to celebrate this one holiday together. We don't like it, and understandably so. Not only will many of us be celebrating this holiday with empty chairs at our dinner table due to the requested restrictions, but many of us are also facing this holiday with chairs that will be permanently empty as you have lost loved ones this past year. Facing life in COVID is one thing. Facing grief in COVID is a whole nother. I could give you a whole litany of things that are right now plaguing all of our hearts and our minds. A whole litany of things that, speaking for myself, make me feel not very thankful right now. And I am guessing that I am not alone. So I am struggling with these words that encourage us to give thanks to God in all circumstances. Because again, in my heart, I admit, I am not feeling very thankful. So it's good for us. It's good for us in these moments when we may be feeling a bit sorry for ourselves and for letting our situations get the best of us rather than letting the Christ in us have his way. It's good for us to hear stories like the one of Corey and her sister Betsy that sober us up a bit and remind us that life has the potential to be appallingly worse. Yet there is still something within the human spirit that has the ability to give God thanks and praise. Our friend King David had a similar ability. He had the ability to give God thanks in spite of his enemies attacking him literally on all sides for much of his life, in spite of losing his own children to death, in spite of God himself punishing him for some really bad choices. King David continued to thank God through it all, regardless of his circumstances. And we have the blessing of seeing his words of praise and thanksgiving through his writings, which appear in much of the book of Psalms, his most famous being that of Psalm 23. I would imagine if you have heard this psalm before that most likely you have heard it read at a funeral or memorial service, which tends to be its most common use. And because of this, we tend to think of this as a psalm of lament rather than a song of praise and thanksgiving, yet there it is, coupled with a message of hope and perseverance. King David's song of praise and thanks begins by naming exactly who and what God is to him, and he uses the metaphor of a shepherd, a metaphor that would be widely understood by his readers and listeners more than 3,000 years ago. The Lord is my shepherd, so he provides for my every need. The Lord is my shepherd, so he gives me food and water and shelter. The Lord is my shepherd, so he gives me rest, and he watches over me while I sleep. The Lord is my shepherd, so he teaches me how to behave and how to be the best I can be. And then... Here are the words that I don't want you to miss. Even though. Even though in this context is a state of being, it's a state of reality for David. Even though, and say it with me because I know you can. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. My friends, this is the faith that Corey and Betsy had. This is the faith that I'm longing for in myself. This is the faith that I long for for all of you if you have yet to find it. This is the faith that echoes those words from 1 Thessalonians, a faith that gives thanks to God in any and all 
circumstances. This is a faith that is mature, and perhaps, to put it in a familial Thanksgiving Day terms, a faith that has graduated from the little kid's table. A faith that can see beyond the table of simple thanks for what is easy and tangible and give, gives thanks for those circumstances that bring us down into the valley. Because here's the deal, we are all in the valley. Make no mistake about it, in some valleys deeper than others, but we are all here together. And even though we walk through this valley of the shadow, our God is with us. And not only is he with us in the valley, but he sits with us at table. A table he prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. Now, I don't know about you, but that is not a table that I'm really anxious to sit at. Especially when reading this passage from the surface. But below the surface, God is once again at work. And David is once again using a metaphor that would have been understood in his time. The study note in the NIV version of the Bible says this. The heavenly king shepherd, God, receives David at his table as his vassal king and takes him under his protection. In the ancient Near East, covenants were often concluded with a meal expressive of the bond of friendship. In the case of vassal treaties or covenants, the vassal, David, was present as the guest of the overlord, God. To put it plainly, God was making sure that David's enemies would no longer mess with him due to the covenant of peace made at that table. God is in the business of making peace treaties with all of our enemies, whatever they may be. Loneliness, grief, separation, health trials, money trials, relationship trials, addiction, COVID fatigue, you name it. God is in the business of making peace treaties with all of our enemies. We only need to sit down at his table and let him do his work. But you know, at the heart of it all, to thank God for what he has given us is simply just good manners. We learn good manners, hopefully at a young age, don't we? To say please and thank you for those things given to us as niceties or gifts. But what would our lives look like if we figured out how to have an even though sense of gratitude? What would it look like if we all took upon the challenge to look beyond our Thanksgiving Day tables, the ones that aren't quite falling into line with our ideals of the holiday that only serve to heighten our sense of loss, and to look at those things for which we can continue to give God thanks, knowing he is working it out all for our good, even though we cannot yet see it. What does it mean for us to have an even though faith in all areas of our lives and in each day in which we have been gifted. What would it mean for us to be reminded of God's word to give thanks in any and all circumstances and to survey the situation of our life and to give him thanks, fleas and all? It means that that is a grown-up, mature faith attainable by us all and a faith that will surely sustain us even though we walk through the valley of COVID, disappointment, hardship, trouble, adversity, trials, and death. Because we remember this. And again, I know you can say it with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. A table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
Alleluia. Amen. My friends, we have all indeed been blessed by God in so many remarkable ways, and it is our privilege that we get to walk beside him in taking care of his kingdom. It is now that time in our service where we ask you to prayerfully consider a donation either to Rosedale Gardens and the many ministries here or to another organization which you deem worthy of your talents and your treasure an organization that takes care of the least of these within this community. If you wish, you are able to text to give. The number will be on your screen in, the, in a moment. Of course, you can also mail in your checks as well. So we give you thanks for your generosity. Let us now receive this morning's offering.
Let us pray. This morning, Lord, we want everything to be for your glory. We want our thoughts and our words, our songs, our church, our community, our resources, our time, our lives, all to be for you. Everything ours is yours. And we come together to declare this to be so on this holy day of thanksgiving. We place into your hands the best of all that we have to offer and ask for your abundant blessings to be upon the gifts so freely given to you. Thank you for being faithful to us through our faithfulness to you. Amen. Dear God, I know I'm supposed to be thankful in all things, in all the seasons, through trials and tribulations, in good times and bad, but here I am in the middle of it, sad and overwhelmed.
Dear God, I know I'm supposed to be thankful in all things, in all the seasons, through trials and tribulations, in good times and bad, but here I am in the middle of it, sad and overwhelmed. The world as I knew it is gone. People I love are suffering. The life I walk through is suddenly no more. I can't gather around a table and celebrate family. I can't hold hands with those I care about. Instead, grief and despair seem to be eager dinner guests. God, I don't feel like celebrating. But I sit at my table and I close my eyes, listening for that still small voice, the one that always manages to rise above all the noise of this life. I hear you, above the sadness, above the fear, above the bewilderment of all that has happened this year. There you are, whispering, be still and know that I am God. And I close my eyes and I take a deep breath and I find my thankfulness in a God who is still in control. Amen. Let us now turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Christ our King, come to our homes. Find your place at our table this Thanksgiving. We confess that life in a pandemic has us feeling more discouraged than thankful. We have been stuck in and at times ordered to stay at home. Restrictions are set down, then lifted, then set down again. At times, we feel guilty for any complaint. Knowing what is an inconvenience to us means saving the lives of others. Give us for these moments. We know the angst and the pain, the silent suffering, the fear and the loss of hope. So much has changed in our world. We miss our loved ones who have passed away, even though we know they reside with you in your kingdom. We miss loved ones who will not be able to join us for our Thanksgiving tradition. We miss touching a face, hugging, laughing, even crying together. We give you thanks for all of the technology. Words like Zoom and FaceTime and Google Meet that some of us had no idea even existed that you found to make a way possible so we can see one another, to enlarge our tables not with the old table leaves we hide away until the holidays, but now the faces of loved ones and friends can join us all over the world. Jesus, Savior of the world, Shepherd of the lost, even though we are in a pandemic, we trust that you are with us. And we pray this day for restoration. We want our relationships with you and others to be restored, not at all like how things used to be, but much more meaningful, initiating more contact with those far away and miles, but not in our hearts and telling them so to take more time to build relationships with one another and our relationship with you, to intentionally talk to you throughout our day and to learn to listen for that still small voice, to learn how we will hear it. Will it be through another? Will it be in an ordinary moment of a day when we look up to your trees in the sky? May we wake up each morning with an attitude of gratefulness. May we count our blessings, and may we be a blessing to others. We know truly that things can change in an instant, but your love for us, it never changes. It is our foundation for living, for loving others as you showed us, 
Jesus is now our call as your followers, our avenue to a more meaningful, purposeful, happy life, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what happens, for we know that you cannot be taken from us, not even by a virus, and that you are bigger than a global pandemic. For God of compassion, you hear the prayer of every prayer. And this morning, we lift up to you all those in need of your healing presence this day. We pray prayers of healing for Abby, Amanda, Joyce. We pray your prayers of healing, of comfort for the Banks and the Stempians and the Mikulski families as they both mourn and give thanks for Stephen and for Dan. Lord God, we give you thanks for Marilyn, and we ask that you would be with her as she transitions to a new rehabilitation center. We lift up prayers of joy for Sarah and Ivor in their marriage today, for loving, encouraging Lord Jesus through your Holy Spirit. Help us to listen for God's still small voice so we never forget that God is still in control and for this we have ever reason to be grateful. This Thursday, give us the perspective of being that college kid home to you for the holiday, to see you transforming God like a father or mother, welcoming us home with your open arms and like a child who moves from the children's table to the adult table. May your spirit move in our midst in ways both obvious and beyond what our eyes can see. For God who makes holidays holy, help us to see you anew, to come into your presence with thanksgiving, as we now say together the prayer of your son, praying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
My friends, even though we continue to walk through this valley, we go together. And that's one of our, one of our mantras here at Rosedale. We go together. And we go together with the assurance that Jesus Christ goes right along with us. So in this week of Thanksgiving, it is my hope and prayer for each and every one of you that you have an even though faith that continues to give God thanks for any and all circumstances, even though this week just isn't going to look like we want it to. Know that God is with you and walking with you every step of the way. And now, may the grace of God, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all this day and always. Amen. And now, may the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Alleluia. Amen.